Lincoln Prior. Music to come from Texas and the Jonas Brothers in a while here on BBC Radio Lincolnshire. First of all, though, let's meet an author. Uh, I'm talking about Dr Rachel Kaysen. Uh, Dr Rachel Kaysen lives in Horncastle, got a new book out called Incredible Lives and the Courage to Live Them. Now, I just set this in context because basically it's for adults perhaps who spent a significant part of their childhoods away from their home country. And part of what I'm thinking of here and we'll explore a little bit more in a moment, is maybe if you grew up as part of an RAF family, you might have found yourself moving around quite a bit, and part of that could have been living in another country. Uh, We'll explore that now with Dr Rachel. Uh, Good afternoon to you. Hi, good afternoon. Thank you for allowing me to be here. No problem at all. Now, I just want to put this in context again because you're a third culture kid therapist. So is that the term you would use you would use for youngsters growing up but not in their home country? That's right. It's actually a term that was coined in the 50s um, and it's probably more well known um, over in America. But it, it's this idea of... Um, the combination of different cultures that we end up inhabiting when we have had highly mobile lives. So the kind of of the three, the first is sort of referring to that passport culture. So for me, that would be British. But for some people, there's going to be sort of multiple passports involved even in that first. And then in the second, we're talking about the host cultures, the countries we've spent those significant moments in growing up. So again, that could be multiple. Um, And then the third in the three cultures, we're talking about that shared culture. I think anybody who's ever met somebody else who's moved around (laughs) growing up, they can often sense it. There's a sort of connection very often. And it's that kind of shared feeling about mobility and airports and cultures and languages um, that we kind of just get. And it's something you're qualified to talk about because this is something you've experienced yourself, isn't it? That's right. So I grew up as a TCK um, and sort of my first 16 years of life were split between Niger in West Africa, France and England. Wow. Where, Where was the main place that you were living? Niger, yeah. Okay, so... A different culture. <laughs> and what, what, did that become home for you, or did you feel that you didn't have a base, you didn't have a home? I think that's part of what this book is wanting to explore, really, because it's a different sort of migration experience when you're growing up knowing you're going to keep moving. It's not as straightforward as you move from A to B and this is where you live now with perhaps visits back to A. When I was growing up in Niger and a lot of the TCKs I work with, you grow up knowing you're not from there and knowing that you will leave very often around your educational pathway. So at some point you're going to go back for A-levels or university and there's a sort of clicking, ticking clock um, mm. piece around that. So it's hard to feel at home when you know it's going to constantly move. It, it's, it's really interesting, and, and I mentioned earlier in the introduction, relating it perhaps to REF families here in Lincolnshire, similar sort of situation where you're not quite sure how, how long you're going to be in one particular location. What was the reason for, for your moving around and, and being in different countries? 
So I actually grew up in a missionary family context. Um, and like many people of different sort of expat backgrounds, you're bumping up against not only people from your own organizational context, but you're perhaps going into international schools where you're, you're living in community with people from military backgrounds or missionary backgrounds or business backgrounds and diplomat kids as well. And there's this kind of shared experience, not just around that mobility, but around living within an organization that is organizing your home life. It's organizing where you're moving to and how often that happens. And as a youngster, is it scary in terms of either wanting to make friends or not wanting to make friends? Because I'm thinking if you make friends with people when you're younger, in the back of your mind, you're thinking... I don't know how much longer I'm going to be here before I move on to somewhere else. And then you've got that that frustration and the anxiety of leaving someone. Absolutely. So what I'm hearing a lot from the third culture kids I'm working with and what I'm trying to honour in this book as well is that repeated experience of loss and what can happen to our relationships. So very often, um, and I was speaking to a raft adult kid the other day um, who was very generously sort of adding in their experience and, and filling me in on their story. And they had this kind of sense of you're either really quick to make friends because we can get really good at the algorithm of how to settle in, how to figure out which kids to, to approach, or you just don't fit in at all and you're not anywhere long enough to kind of crack the code. So it's not a case of it always runs one way, but there is always this impact around relationships. How do you feel now about all of that time? Did did you make friends in in each of the locations where where you were based? Absolutely, absolutely. Kids adapt. Um, kids create these social worlds, they find their place. Um, we're often associated with chameleons, you know, that kind of sense of um, just changing colour and, 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 and fitting in quickly. What I find really interesting and, and what I base my studies around and, and now my, my work life is that there is this ongoing impact to that adaptation in our adult life. So what can work well as a really great strategy for relationships as a kid when you're moving maybe starts to not work so well in your later life. Because if you're kind of wired for quick relationships and getting there quick, that's a whole different skill set from long-term consistency and commitment in friendships or romantic relationships. And and is that something you've been looking into with your research, just seeing whether, you know, whatever happened in childhood could be affecting people's adult lives now? Absolutely. And and the way I work is absolutely around people's stories as well, because I think we have to take for granted that there is an impact, but sometimes it's not straightforward finding the threads that join up the different chapters. We compartmentalize. We think, well, here's the story from that country and here's the story for that country or here's the story from this place and that place. And actually taking the time to talk through our whole story in a safe therapeutic context gives us that moment where we can figure out how the patchwork forms a picture and just really begin to understand that impact so that we can make choices for our future chapters as well. Uh, Talking of chapters, the book itself, is it a book telling the story of your 
journey, if you like, or is it a, a help book to help other people who might be dealing with problems at the moment? It, it's a, it's a walk with me. You're not on your own in this journey. <laughs> book. Okay. There, there are short chapters. They pick up on different themes, um, whether that's around identity or whether that's around belonging, um, relationships, loss, um, just the feelings of seeing, feeling kind of um, past pieces of your story kind of echo or get triggered through um, smells that arrive or food that we eat and we're suddenly transported back to another place. All of those experiences I'm kind of touching on and just reflecting on based on what I'm hearing from TCKs in my work and my own experience as well. So it's a sort of coffee table, light touch, pick it up, put it down, don't have to read it in order. But How long have you invitation. been in Horncastle then, uh, Rachel? How long have you been in, in Lincolnshire now? Just coming up to two years, and it was the best move I've ever made. <laughs> wow. Uh, do, do, you, do you feel comfortable here? Because I think talking to somebody who's moved around a great deal, do you feel you're putting down roots here in Lincolnshire now? I do. I really do. And and that's been part of my journey and part of the journey I'm working with with a lot of other people. And, and like you say, adult RAF kids and, and whatever background we're coming from with high mobility, we're trying to very often figure out how to feel like we belong at the same time as manage sort of itchy feet syndrome. So, yeah, absolutely feel like I'm putting down roots, but very intentionally <laughs> really choosing where I, where where I do that yeah <laughs> if people would like a copy of the book whereabouts is it available from amazon um get it from there it's there on kindle um it's there in print and uh, hopefully at some point in the future when i get organized um there'll be an audiobook up there as well <laughs> very good rachel lovely chatting with you thank you ever so much for your time uh dr rachel Kaysen, uh telling us about the book incredible lives and the courage to live them i've not come across this this expression this phrase before uh, tck third culture kid uh, and uh, rachel is a third culture kid therapist but looking into that and i think it might be of interest if, if you are uh, from an RAF family background and uh, you travelled around and spent a lot of your time, uh, perhaps certainly growing up as a youngster, in a country apart from your home country, uh, it could be the book for you. But uh, lovely chatting with Rachel this afternoon. <laughs>